Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Nuts cock! Nuts cock! Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. Make sure you check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds. T-U-D-D-L-E dot net. Now, when you go to that website, when you go there, what that's going to do for you is you'll be able to find out everything that's going on in my life online. Any of the content that I'm putting out, you can find at Tuttle.net. You can find out every single place you can find my podcast out at. You can check out my YouTube channel. Hell, you know what I'm doing? I gave you Tuttle.net so I didn't have to mention any of that stuff. So just go to Tuttle.net. You'll be able to find me everywhere online. Now, I'm kind of scrambling today, guys. I did an interview with Charlie Alamo. And you know what? This is a good thing. It is a really good thing. My phone has been screwing up. I've not been updating it. And I'm finally going to switch over to the computer. I'm done pulling this Radio MacGyver bullshit right now where I'm having to do everything off of a two-year-old iPhone. I'm better than that. I got 20 years of broadcasting experience experience and I'm doing everything off of a goddamn motherfucking iPhone right now and that's good. I probably shouldn't be cursing because my mom is here and I'm going to do a little impromptu interview with her. My I hope that cursing doesn't bother you. No. No, it does not. Okay. How's your day been? Uh, now, one of the first things I wanted to talk to you about, now dad's not in here. I'm really proud of dad. Like dad, you know, and I, and guys, I've talked about this on past podcasts. My dad was an iron worker. And if you're an iron worker, you got to have perfect balance. My dad has been having a hard time with his balance. His walking has not been as good. We finally were able to talk him into seeing a physical therapist so he could start exercising, start rehabilitating himself to get better at walk. Now, we've been trying that for a little while, haven't we, Mom? Yeah. Yeah. Doing quite well. Now, it's great because, like, now, my dad, I don't even have to ask him to do the exercises. He'll call me, hey, Pat, Pat, come over here. I need to do my exercises. I don't even have to remind him. And he's doing a great job. Like, he's taking the initiative and doing it every single day. Now, the nurse or the physical therapist that's been coming, did the other one even come today? Yeah. Okay, then I must have been running. Right, yeah, I was running errands. So, but yeah, so today he's been doing 10 reps of all of his exercises. And then today the physical therapist wanted to push him a little bit and they ended up going to 15 reps and he he was able to handle them after they were relaxing. They checked out his oxygen and heart rate and blood pressure and it was great. Hell, if I'm just being honest, it was actually better than a nurse's. And we're starting to see a big difference. I think we are. What do you think? Yes, I totally agree. The more he does, the stronger he'll get. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, listen, the older generation is a little hard-headed. 
they don't want to look weak or anything like that. And I got to I got to commend my dad. My dad has taken this as a challenge. He's taken it seriously. And it's great. I'm really, really proud of him. And I, and I know that sounds kind of weird, guys, because when you're growing up as a kid, your parents are the ones that say, hey, kiddo, I'm proud of you. You're working hard. You're doing this. You're doing that. And it just it's weird how life in the roles kind of reverse a little bit. Uh, and I'll give you an example, okay? Today, well, lately, with this pandemic going on, everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's got to suck. You're out of work. And, and old Tuttle, old Tuttle would have been like, yeah, he would have been the Debbie Downer. But the new Tuttle, the way I look at it, this was almost like a blessing. It really was because this has given me an opportunity to create something. This podcast, the Tuttle Daily Podcast that I'm working on right now, it's allowed me to concentrate on that. But the most most important thing is that it's allowed me to be here with my mom and dad. It really has. And 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 I don't know. Now, mom, I know we kind of butt heads every once in a while. I know you're you're getting cabin fever. You hate being here all the time. And some days you want to go out. And some days we get at each other's throats because you want to go out. And I don't want to let you go out because I'll be honest, I don't do as well at the shopping as you would. I really don't. I agree, but you did well today. Yeah, I went out and did the shopping, and I and I do better when my mom writes me a list. When she writes me a list out, I'm really good at writing things down. Now, I did find out. I have. If I am wearing my mask for any long period of time, I got to take the glasses off because... Right now, if you wear glasses, if you're a nerd, you're four eyes like I am, uh, wearing a mask is not very good for you because you're breathing in all of that hot air. That hot air is going right into your face, right underneath your glasses, and you cannot see at all. Oh, hey, I, I just thought of something, Mom. So when you've gone to the store, okay, everybody, they'll they'll look at the open lines, okay? And no matter what, everybody seems like whatever line you pick is always going to be the wrong one because you're going to get behind somebody's I line. I agree a hundred percent. I pick a line out. Or or you'll get behind somebody, or they forgot something. They'll send the bag boy to go yeah. back and get it, or the price check. They, they don't know what this is. No, uh, it's not. Mm. You know what I you know what happened today and and I'll give the cashier a lot of credit. She didn't like screw around trying to figure out what it was. Remember because I wanted to make the vegetable soup uh this weekend. So I grabbed a bunch of different vegetables and I grabbed the leek. I had never eaten a leek. I never heard of a leek. It just looked interesting. What is a leek? A type of onion. Like an Asian onion? I don't know. Okay, so I got that. Now, when 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 I was checking out today, and I'll get back to the person I got behind. Oh, my God. So she went, she got to the league, and she didn't even waste any time trying to figure it out. She was like, hey, I don't mean to sound stupid, but what is this? And I was like, oh, that's a leak. 
and she she had never known. And that, well, you've worked at Winn Dixie before. That that's like one of the most difficult things I always noticed as a cashier. Even though I didn't do it, do it. I was a bag boy, but I saw the cashiers always have a hard time with this. Is when the produce would come in. There's so many different types of produce. There's no stickers. There's no like you know scan bar or anything for you to be able to do it. You kind of got to know what is what. Don't you agree? Yeah. I do a hundred percent. Now, you know what happened to me is, guys, now, mom, mom, before uh, one of my first jobs was working overnight stock at a Winn-Dixie, not in the greatest neighborhood. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, I'm not going to say anything bad, but that first store that I worked at overnight stock was not the best neighborhood, was it? no. Yeah, it it really wasn't. So I worked there and then I I got into regular stock. You know, one of the hardest times is when we opened that new Winn-Dixie right there in Orange City. You know, that original one that dad built? That's the funny thing about it. One of my first jobs was opening up that store. But that store where I got one of my first jobs, I actually, it was during the summertime, dad was working on that Winn-Dixie. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I... I see, and that that's the thing about guys, guys. Well, my dad's not going back to iron working, so I can tell all these stories. As a kid, my dad would take me to the job sites and would just basically, all right, I'll see you like 3.30, 4 o'clock. We're ready to load up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so that would happen. But we built that store. It was not a Win Dixie at first. What what was that? Was it a Miller's? I think it might have been a Miller's. Food line. Oh yeah, it was a food line. Right there. And then they opened it up in a Win Dixie and I was working there. But then they moved me to produce. And I really didn't like produce. Now, when you were working at Win Dixie, how was it? Because I'll just give you guys a heads up. Back in the day, the Win Dixie were split up. Well, most of them still are now, but you would have a a separation between the deli and the bakery. When Am I right or am I wrong? But the store you worked at was everything w- was in one area. So you had to worry about the deli as well as the bakery. Correct. Now, mom, see, now, see, you guys don't know this. Sorry, I got to clear my throat. <coughs> my dad was... I don't want you to think my dad was like a chauvinist or anything like that because he wasn't. My mom and dad, when I was growing up, decided that what's best for the kid, what is best for the kid. And my dad, he worked a lot of extra hours so my mom could stay home and take care of me. Now, what you guys don't know was that growing up, what would you say, four or five miles to the closest neighbor, even that had a kid? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I spent a lot of time with my mom. My mom was there. She took me to school through elementary, took me to the bus stop every single day until about 15 or 16, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. But as soon as I got to the age where I could get to school in high school, my mom, she went back to work. She went back to work at Winn-Dixie, Brandywine. That was Deland. That's that's not DeLeon Springs, right? Right. Okay, so Brandywine right there. If you're in the area, you know, you know. But she went back and worked and uh, worked in the deli. You would get there and 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 make the donuts and all the baked yeah. bake goods, right? Correct. And then, but you would make, you would have to do the chicken, the chicken and stuff like that as well, right? Yeah. And even if people wanted to 
to get meat, you had to do the slice in the meat. So, but see, now I'm going back in a roundabout way, guys. Listen, there's two people, actually three people that got me interested in the radio. One being, or no, well, two being Ron and Fez. That's the reason I got the internship. But the reason I got into radio, guys, and I, I've said this story before, but Daniel Dennis, his dad, his dad used, and this is before I even knew Daniel. Daniel's dad used to come in because he lived in the complex behind Brandywine. Yeah. So, so, so Daniel's dad would come in. I think he'd get donuts for breakfast and then he would get fried chicken as well, too, for lunch. Yep. So my mom knew that I was interested in radio and I just started like with Ron and Fez and I was kind of down. I, I just did that first internship just to try it out. But the but the main selling factor was Daniel's dad. Talked to Daniel Dennis before I even knew him and asked him. And and I think Daniel didn't Daniel gave his dad a hat and then Daniel's dad gave it to you and then you gave it to me. Yep. So what I'm saying is there there was three main people that got around those around. Yeah, so so Daniel said, gave my mom the hat, gave it to me, and then that was kind of like an eye-opening experience where I was like, if a guy from Volusia County, pretty close, I mean, goddamn, Daniel might as well have been in De, De Leon Springs, because that was right there on the city limits, right? Yeah. Yeah, so so I was like, if that if Daniel can do it, why can't somebody like myself do it? And 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 that gave me the thing, and, and now what's crazy about life guys everybody's like oh see i don't believe in predestined predestiny or karma or anything like that but it's just weird and it just shows how small our world is that i was able to make that connection and then a couple of years later i'm an intern on the show that daniel's working on and 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 to this day just a week two weeks ago i was on daniel's show on a mediocre time with tom and dan isn't that funny how things work out yeah yeah it, it, it's it's crazy how things like that work out now I got to tell you, you, it's, oh, this is the other thing. I got to talk to my mom about this because you guys call me a bunch of liars and her working at the bakery made me remember about this. It reminded me about this. I told this story for the first time on Ron and Fez at the Crow in Daytona Beach. But mom, true or false, we had cows growing up, right? Right. So I, when you worked in the deli, you would bring home all the bad glazed donuts, the ones that they were going to throw away. Correct. So then, then people don't believe me that we fed the cows on a daily basis off of glazed donuts that we got out of the deli. So mom would bring home those donuts on a daily basis. And I'm not exaggerating people. These cows, even though they didn't know their impending doom, that they were eventually going to be turned into hamburger meat. And that was great. Like, we had beef for like a year and a half off of those cows, didn't we? Yeah. And we would, oh, and that was the other thing. We would, we would uh, get some made into sausages. We would get the steaks. 
than all types of other cuts of meat. But it was great. People don't believe me when I tell them because we've raised many cows through my childhood. It was some of the best meat that we ever had because all you guys hear about the Wagyu beef, you know, the Wagyu beef over in Japan. Correct. And there's nothing like raising a cow, yes. And and then cooked me though. I had trouble. Yeah, because we like we like the we like the cows. We yeah. did. And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, all the PETA people. But I gotta tell you, growing up, I mean it wasn't like a real farm or anything, people. Like we didn't depend off of the stuff we raised or the livestock or the crops, but it helped me learn. My childhood helped me learn, as well as 4-H and the FFA. But I'm a mom, though, but wouldn't you agree, though, I was still, even though I grew up that way, even though, I'll admit, guys, I was kind of a little bit of a mama's boy. But I was very sensitive as a kid, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I agree. But yeah, it was it was weird. So but it did help me and it prepared me for real life. In my opinion, it did. So all right, mom. Well, listen, I appreciate you hanging out with me. I know you don't like being on the podcast or anything, but I gotta tell you, I thought you did a great job. Hell, we've done over 20 minutes worth of content. We might have to start doing a Tuttle and Mama Sally podcast. I don't think. Have you been playing your Nintendo? Oh, that was the other thing, guys. All the nerds out there, we were cleaning up. Why does your phone keep beeping? I mean, your phone, you are on it more than I'm on my phone. No. Oh, well. But we found her old Nintendo DS, and she used to play it all the time. My mom, hey, listen, guys, I'm telling you right now, I will pit up any money. All challengers are welcome. I will pit my mom up against any challenger that wants to take her on in Tetris. Now, she might need to get a little practice, guys, but I'm telling you right now, my mom will fuck you up in Tetris. Like, there's, there's, no debating it. I mean, listen, my mom was like the cool mom because all the kids that I grew up with, they all played a little Tetris because you got Tetris with your first Game Boy. But my mom could put that on like 9-8. I don't know if, you, if you're if you a Tetris player, you know what I mean by 9-8. That's like the highest level. And I think the 8 was on how high the brakes were when you started. My mom, she was like a goddamn... You remember Bobby Fischer that played chess, the one that was like the champion, one of the best chess players of all time? I will pit Mama Sally against any other motherfucker that wants to step up to her when it comes to Tetris, because I'm telling you right now, my mom will basically posterize you when it comes to Tetris. Yep, been there but you might need a little bit of practice. You have you haven't played in a while. But mom, like, why was it so easy for you when it came to Tetris? I do not know. So that's why I called you a savant. Like you just picked it up. Like you've been playing it all your life. Well, and I. Oh, Doctor Mario, Doctor Mario, mom. Oh, 
See, those games where you got to, like, match, like, color shapes and, and stuff like that. Oh, my mom just picks it up because she absolutely murdered fools when it came to Dr. Mario. Yeah. All right. I love you, Mom. Love you. Be back in a few minutes. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Check out my sponsor, Vaporshades.com. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. I'm not going to waste anybody's time. I'm going to get right into this. All is not good in the world of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. It's not a big deal to me, people. It really, really is not a big deal. But I got two people on my show that have a little bit of a disagreement. I've been trying to explain to one another that it's not that big of a deal. I know that I'm only like seven to eight years ahead of Charlie Alamo. I love doing shows with Charlie Alamo because the guy reminds me so much of myself. And I think he is one of the most talented motherfuckers that I have met in a really, really long time. Now, I was editing, and I'll admit, I had a shit ton of technical difficulties today, so I'm running way behind. But this is something I want to talk about because this is something we're going to be doing in the near future. There is a little bit of a riff between Charlie Alamo and Hannah from Alberta, Canada. Now, Hannah's new to this podcasting radio type stuff. She's learning. Charlie, he's about eight years behind the experience that I have. But Charlie is a little bit more tough, a little bit more rough around the edges than a Hannah because, look, radio changes you. Radio makes you a different person. It toughens you up. It makes you always look for angles, stuff that could be used for content. And I know that's what Charlie is doing, but he's kind of been messing with Hannah a little bit. And I'm okay with that. Hannah's going to have to learn that is just how the radio business is. And Hannah's not very happy. So she wants to be on the air as well as Charlie at the same time so they can talk this whole thing out. Now, I think either way, it's going to be great content. It's going to be amazing content, but I don't want to lose Hannah. And I know that Charlie is going to work a little stiff. And I told him, listen, work stiff, but don't throw any spuds. Don't go in hardcore because you've been doing this for a while. Hannah's new to the game. You're a little bit more rugged and tough. You don't let things get to you. So, of course, you're going to have the upper hand on this whole conversation. But I also think Hannah can protect herself. I think Hannah can look out for herself as well, too. And I think this is going to be a very interesting conversation. 
because I, I want to hear what Hannah has to say. I also want to hear what Charlie has to say. And hopefully we'll be able to get this whole thing worked out because I like both of them. I like Charlie. Charlie is amazing. He's a radio guy. He gets it. I don't even have to tell Charlie what we're about to talk about. I can just call him on Skype, record a phone call with him, and not give him any heads up on what we're about to discuss. He just rolls with the punches. Hannah, Hannah's good. Got to set her up a little bit, but she's able to work. Give her an idea of where we're going. And she can handle it. So this is either going to be a really bad thing and I could lose somebody off the show or this could be the best content that the Tuttle Daily Podcast has ever done. Keep an ear out for that because that's going to be happening someday next week on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Be back in a few minutes with a conversation with me and Charlie Alamo. Is that a PT Cruiser down by the lake? Oh, no, wait. It's the Tuttle Podcast Studio. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. StitchYouUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. All right, welcome back. Last segment of the day. I got to admit, this segment was a lot longer. I mentioned earlier I was having some technical difficulties, and this is being one of them. I did a 30-minute conversation, but when I try to open it up, it only shows 18 minutes worth. So I'm putting it up there. This is what I was able to salvage with my conversation between myself and Charlie Alamo. Full name because it's like branding, you know? You want everybody to know the full name. Charlie Alamo. I, I guess. But you're just Tuttle. I'm gonna huh? But you're just Tuttle. Nobody calls you Patrick Fowler. But yeah, I mean some people do. I mean, but it's just Tuttle. Like I'm one word, like friends. More like share. Or uh, you know what? Who is bigger, share or friends? Oh, that's a tough one. I I don't know. I would probably have to say gypsies, trance, and thieves herself, mostly because she's alive still. Yeah, Prince did more. Prince did more, um, more stuff. I mean, Cher didn't have a bunch of movies that she just went and made herself. I mean, she wasn't masked though, and that was a great. Oh, movie. masked Rocky Dennis, right? What was that yeah. his name? Rocky Dennis. Now, a lot of people did not see that movie. Who played Rocky Dennis? Eric Stoltz. Yes, he did. And Sam now, Elliott was in that, and fucking Cher and Laura. Um, fuck Laura Dern. Oh, man, you know what, Laura Dern, I've always found attractive. She's not like that knockout attractive type woman, but I still find her hot. I really do. She's had the longest relationship ever with uh, Bruce Dern. Like, that's her dad. Bruce Dern is also probably the one that released that Hateful Eight script back in the day. Oh, yeah, man, that Hateful Eight, man, why does, why, well, I don't know. I didn't like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I really didn't. I know a lot of people loved it, but I just thought 
that Tarantino tried to get too cute, tried to go overboard with his so-called love letter to Hollywood. Okay. I oh, wouldn't I guess I no, I wouldn't uh, disagree with you. I was going to say, you know what movie I finally watched the other day and it was just it should be called The Cash Grab was the the latest Jane Silent Bob movie. That was now, a hunk of shit. Now, that was the reboot one, right? Never watched it, was not interested in it nope. at all. Nope. Um, Listen, now, I, Clark, I, was, I was high on mushrooms and the fucking shit wasn't funny. So that tells you something, bro. That tells you that that movie was unwatchable. And I've watched never, a lot of bad movies. I'm looking forward to Clerks. They're doing another Clerks, I think. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see anything. Else. After watching this last thing, dude, all it was was a retread and the jokes weren't even fucking there. It was you, bad. Did you like the second clerk, though? Not really. There were some funny lines dialogue-wise. At least there was some funny parts. There wasn't anything fucking funny in this, dude. They literally took uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and a bunch of little clips from other fucking, you know, little lines and stuff from the other movies that he's been in. and Or they, that... Kevin Smith has done and uh, used them in it. it. It was fucking, it was a piece of shit. And if anybody oh. really likes that movie, then I, I don't know if we can be friends. I'm sorry. It's not Clerks 3 that he's doing. He's doing a second Mallrats movie. Again, uh, it's something, they already covered it in the fucking Jay and Silent Bob thing. Like, I, it's done. There's just, there's no need to revisit that. You, you go back to the well when you have no new ideas. Okay, what was what was your favorite Kevin Smith movie? Mine had to be either, you know, a Dogma. It's got to be Dogma. Dogma's your favorite? I I mean that was a good one. It's very underrated because that's not one that you see every fucking where. Um, Clerks was really good. It Clerks was good because it was the way that it was filmed and the dialogue made fucking sense. Now okay. it does. Mallrats was also really good, but that oh, was. I loved it. But the best part about Mallrats was he finally got the money and then nobody went and watched that movie. Yeah, what about Chasing Amy? That one people do not think about as much. No, that one and Jersey Girl all kind of get lumped in the same. Oh, I totally forgot. Yeah, Jersey Girl was pretty bad. Jersey Girl was very bad. And that was that was when J-Lo and Ben Affleck were together, right? I believe so, yeah. That was early 2000s. Boy, she gets around like a record, doesn't she? She's with a cheater right now. A cheaty cheater. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that A-Rod, man, he, and the thing is, is like those, uh, like A-Rod and her, like, are almost in their 50s. Jayla might be. And you could tell that they're on that, that hormone therapy because there's no reason they should look as good as they fucking do. And you know the plastic surgery. And you've also heard that Alex Rodriguez has a painting of himself as a centaur. Makes sense. He's kind, of, he's kind of full of yourself, though, right? If I had the money, I'd get somebody to paint a picture of you as a centaur. I think that'd be funny. Glasses, yeah. the whole get up. Now, I want to move on to something, and and I don't, I don't understand why people make a big deal out of this. They also make a day for everything. But everybody on social media and everybody that's ever worked in radio is all hashtagging National Radio Day. Like, why is today National Radio Day? Is it just like, oh, we're going to pick this day and we're going to make it National Radio Day? Yeah, because the day that they wanted to get was probably either filled up or not available. 
it's like getting a flight. You get there's nothing left, no window seat, no aisle. You're getting stuck right in the fucking middle like a jobber. Oh yeah, so we w- this is a standby holiday, right? Like oh yeah, you the- may get a flight, but most likely no. And and now you this is one of those holidays where they offer you like a thousand bucks uh, to get off and give up your seat for somebody else. Hey, would you do that? By the way, I've never been offered. But I'm telling you right now, if I can get a flight the next day and they want to pay me like $800 to get off an airplane, I'm fucking going for it. Take it up to that G note. My ass is off that plane, bro. I'm going to go hit the lobby bar and be fucking ham hocked until my next flight comes. I'll just sleep at the airport. Yes. And most times, though, if there's a hotel at the airport itself, they'll they'll pitch you up as well, too. So they're going to give you money and a room just to hang out for another night. I take it. I need money in a room right now. Yeah, but to me and you, like National Radio Day and the people that are the ones that are like celebrating National Radio Day, hashtagging National Radio Day are the sellout, are the sellouts and the ones that are making money in radio. This is kind of National Radio Day for me and you is kind of like our 9-11. Yeah, I would suppose so, except it's worse. It's like 9-11 times two. Because, um, the, like you said, the people that are hashtagging this and making it go uh, trend on Twitter or whatever the fuck, uh, literally, they're not. If this was a real national radio holiday, why wouldn't they be celebrating some of the greats like Neil Rogers and fucking Howard? Oh, how no. Well, let's let's celebrate people that are. Well, Howard's career is pretty much dead. So, yeah, Howard we will throw Imus in there. Uh, you know, the people that maybe like even though I don't like the dude. Kid, uh, kid, uh, Craddock, kid, Chris, yeah, okay. kid, Craddock, okay. throw him in there. At least he fucking did something. The Bob dude, and Tom, the, Bob and Tom ain't around anymore. I they no. celebrate Bob and Tom. Tom's still around. He's making, he's putting his fucking foot in his mouth and getting fucking affiliates dropped. Bob is the smart one. He's just like, take the name, give me some money. I'll come back in every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, um, if if somebody wanted to have. If you died off and somebody was like, hey, I want the Tuttle Daily name. Good. As long as they just kept giving me money, I don't care. They could have it. They could yes. use gay porn for all I fucking care, as long as they give me some money. Yeah, take care of my family and stuff after I'm gone. Yeah, hell, yeah, let's fucking do it. I'm down. I Look, you know what? I'm ready to sell out. You know, we talk, everybody wants to talk about, oh, man, they're sellouts. You know what? Us trying to stay true to the game like we have isn't working out for us and we basically if i if me either one of us get an opportunity to sell out i'm gone i'm gonna be pissed at you if you don't take that opportunity oh i'm selling out immediately i'm i'm the only thing i'm gonna do is make sure that it's the right sellout opportunity first that's the only way you can get fucked up just make sure you're not signing something too stupid but other than that yeah i don't give a fuck i'm i'm ready to sell out that's why was talking to you the other day about maybe doing exclusive content for Tuttle shit on Patreon. Even though I hate that idea, fuck it. I will actually do exclusive shit for there if we can start to generate some cash flow and get this fucking yes. thing rocking. So yes, I mean we take we sell out, we sell out, make some money, and then it would allow us to do what we wanted to do. So we got to take it in the ass for you know, maybe a year or two. I mean, we're not going to take it dry, but you, I mean, we're going to get a little spit, maybe some fucking lube. But then after that, we're going to be doing the one we're going to be doing the fuck. 
Yep. Well, the joke's on them because I've been jamming light bulbs up my ass for years, so it's all yeah. fucking broken glass up there. They're going to get a little treat when they try to stick it in. Have you ever seen that jar squatter video? No, but I've seen enough jars and bottles going to places that they shouldn't be to know that they shouldn't go there. Yeah, this dude. I mean, this is like one of those. You, you remember, like, what is the first shock website you remember? Because you remember Consumption Junction. Everybody loved that one. It sounds vaguely familiar. What wasn't about? I one, mean, like, wasn't there one like Death.com or some shit? Yeah. Oh, fuck. There was some. I don't know. There was a bunch of weird fucking. I, that's a good fucking, uh, good subject. I forget those fucking sites, but yes, I, I forget the, the web address, but I do remember those fucked up sites because it was at that slight little time where you where before they had those fucking locks on the computers at school and you could go and look at whatever before they got software that's like, no, you can't look at the, I remember yeah. going all the time in the computer lab. Yeah. I remember like the first time, because when I was working in radio, they would make me because you would have to go find some fucked up shit every once in a while. And I remember the Daniel Pearl video. Remember when that was the first like journalist that had his head like oh, yeah, yeah, be- chopped when, off? Yeah, when he was beheaded. Yeah. I and, see. And that video was released. And that was like the first like death that I ever saw like in video. And now it's like the shit really doesn't even fucking affect me anymore. I mean, I don't go, like, looking for the stuff, but if I come across something like that, I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah, it doesn't make me as squeamish anymore. Um, it kind of desensitizes you. I was more freaked oh. out when the tip of my finger was hanging off, not, like, because of the pain or any, anything like that, because I was in shock, just how much fucking blood was coming out of my hand. <laughs> yeah, man, but, and this also is the other thing that I've never, like, figured out, and I think that these people are either being drugged Because I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to just sit there and not fight. Even though it's going to be nine or ten of them, they're going to have to work to cut my head off. Yeah, can't they just put me out in front of a firing squad? I mean, let's let's be humane about this. I don't want to get my head cut off. This isn't the 1800s. Just shoot me. Yeah, and and then these ISIS, like, they try, oh. The other thing, okay, so for the longest time, it was the ISIS execution videos, but fuck me, the Mexican cartels, they constantly are trying, it's almost like an East Coast, West Coast battle, like, I'm going to do one and see how much more violent and bloody you can make yours, and they're like, they're just outdoing each other every single time. Yeah. They, uh, those cartels aren't fucking around, man. They'll put you in a fucking vat of acid quicker than eh, anything. Yeah, man. and they don't, and they don't even give the women the pussy pat. You know, you would think, oh, we're not gonna do this to a woman. No, fuck that. They, the, the women never get the pussy pass when it, when it comes to the Mexican cartels. Listen, they're an equal opportunity killers, and I appreciate that in this fucked up world. Hey, have you ever been to the website World Star Hip Hop? Yes. Now, yeah, everybody has, you know, because they want to see the fight videos and everybody else world star. I mean, that's some pretty good goddamn branding that now every fight video you see or hear in the background, every, somebody is always yelling world star, world star. You always hear that in every fight video now. Yeah. And I don't understand 
the yelling because it's usually somebody in the back. It's not like you're on camera, so you're just promoting them for free. Why won't they yell yeah. out puddle.net? Yell that out yeah, that, in those videos. Or, or what about this? For the longest time at every PGA golf tournament, it was almost guaranteed somebody, one douche is going to yell Baba Booey after the guy uh, hits, a, hits a stinger down the middle of the fairway. Yeah, at least that's original. The fucking Hey Now thing, he stole that from Larry Sanders' show. And people think that that's his. They think that's how. Yeah, I remember that. That was a bit. And the guys kept saying it back and forth, right? Hey, now. Because Howard was a fan of the Larry Sanders show, so they just kind of adopted that. And now people honestly think that Howard came up with that fucking shit. People are so fucking stupid. They think that Howard came up with a lot of the stuff that he did, which some of it he did. But a lot of it he ripped off from other DJs, too. So people rip each other. People rip each other off all the time in this fucking shitty even, ass industry. It doesn't even and even and Howard. Like, no, and no even, bit is immune. Yeah, and exactly. Howard's the one that's always constantly complaining about people ripping him off. Like, for example, there's another one that I uh, remember how sometimes he goes, peace and love, peace. And, you know that one? Yeah. Bring that was from somebody, right? That was from Ringo, I think. Yeah, that's fun. I don't have a problem with that. That's just stealing from a fucking celebrity. But yeah. people failed to realize when he was fucking he tells his fucking great tale about how he used to go to Detroit when he was in Detroit and he would just go home every night after the show and fucking think about the next show. He was going to his fucking place and listening to Steve Dahl tapes. He was going there and listening to these other fucking radio people that he started to steal part of his stick. Yes, he has his own fucking way about him, but. He listened to other fucking people. He didn't come up with that shit all by himself. Yeah. But back to what I was saying with World Star, it's a predominantly, you know, African-American, black uh, type website. And if you read the comments on the videos, by far out of any of the websites you'll ever find on the Internet, the most racist shit is said on there. Like people are just trying to outdo each other. And I'm telling you, you, just read the comments, and it's way over the top. And and sometimes it's like people commit to being online trolls. I don't understand what type of like what they get from it. What what does a troll get from it? Uh, being a troll? I don't know. I don't have the fucking time to be trolling people. Yeah. I I, but, I don't I don't understand. Like I've I I I don't know. They feel tough that they got to tell somebody off anonymously i guess i i don't know i love i i'd rather tell somebody off to their fucking face yes see that's the thing about it is that all these people talk a lot of shit online but i've never really had anybody come up to me and 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 do it to my face and i'm not claiming to be a tough guy because i'll talk you down like i will fucking make i will make you feel so miserable just by using my voice and my intellect, I will I will embarrass you big time. So now you, I may get my ass kicked. Yeah. So if you get surrounded by a group of uh, mad Bubba Army, ex Bubba Army, and they're fucking snapping and their fingers and jiving around, sort of like West Side Story, getting ready to fucking slice you with a knife, you're gonna talk them down. Oh yeah, for of course. You know, yes. I I ha- I I really don't care. I don't get embarrassed. I really don't have much fear. What are you I mean, gonna what do? You guys- what are you going to say? Hey, what about them 410 wing sprints? Yes. Oh, there's so much I could do, man. And and that's the thing about it is that these people, the reason why they talk shit online 
is that you won't really know who they are. That's why I give out my address here at the Hobo Fish Camp all the time. Nobody ever comes by to talk shit. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketBearClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions, Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceoverservices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?